Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. This episode is brought to you by Michigan Economic Development Corporation. In Michigan, you can have both a rewarding career and a quality lifestyle. With plentiful career opportunities in world-changing, innovating industries, from electric vehicles to clean energy to biotech. With room for advancement no matter where you are in your career. Plus, Michigan offers a welcoming, beautiful, affordable, and inclusive community for all. Live your best life. You can in Michigan. Visit themichiganlife.org. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today on episode 77, we have a special guest with us here today, Mrs. Lindsay Palos. Super stoked to have you on the show. I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Totally. So, I mean, first thing I want to start off, just for everyone listening, you've literally, what I like to say, built an empire, right? You have, what, how many followers total across social media? I know you have like 8 million on Instagram. <laughs> What's like the total reach, just so people understand like the empire you've built from a social standpoint? Oh my God, I have no idea. It's like, almost, it's 600,000 or so on Twitter. Yep. Um, like a million and a half. On yep. Facebook, there's almost eight million on Instagram. What are the other ones? Snapchat used to be big. It was okay. almost like. Did, did that die on you, or how oh, did that go? I'm so over Snapchat. We're oh, broken. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, everyone listening, I just want you to take the moment. Obviously, I'm pretty sure everyone listening knows who you are if they don't already. But Lindsay is someone who I'm stoked to have on the show. She grew up in Louisiana. We're in LA right now, filming this, recording this. But this is not where she started, and that's sort of what I want to get into today. Because obviously. I think with social media, it's like you see what what people are doing, right. and you're building this brand. But it's like, where? What happened before? What was the life before this social media just empire that you built? So I would say, like, when it comes to the first question of the show, it's just like, grew up in Louisiana. What was your life from like born to like seven years old? Oh my gosh, what a big question. Okay, Louisiana is. Um a lot different than Los Angeles, that's for sure. Very country. Um, My parents were both born into impoverished families, basically. My mom was like country redneck type Louisiana, and my dad was swamp people type. So that's their background, and they both met, they became paramedics. Um, Now they're nurses, but they met and they had me. They divorced, I lived kind of all over Louisiana, like a mutt, so I lived in, you know, near New Orleans, I graduated from Baton Rouge, but I call my hometown a place called La Ranger, Louisiana. La Ranger? It's such okay. an ugly name. Okay, isn't it? okay. And nothing cool. rhymes with it because it has the word orange in it, <laughs> okay. which was devastating when it came to prom and homecomings yeah, yeah. and shit. But um, yeah, I grew up there, and that's a dairy farm town in the middle of Louisiana, so it's very country. There were okay. no red lights, no McDonald's, no Walmart nearby. Oh yeah, you had to drive like 30 minutes like for vacant. that. It's very country. It's like it's gravel still, roads, you yeah, know, and yeah. roads named after people's last names. Yeah, Just a yeah. very different American experience. Um, and then so I went to college. I worked at Hooters, okay. obviously. <laughs> and then um, yep. I got a scholarship to go to LSU. So I went to LSU on an academic scholarship, and I ended up getting a history degree okay. while working a lot of jobs. And um, once I graduated and I was around 23, I, w- I looked around and I realized... Louisiana wasn't going to be the end of my story. 
Yeah. And a lot of people like to live in their hometowns and yep. be there forever. And for me, it was a death sentence. And I yeah. just thought, my husband's not here. My career's not here. Yeah. The, the view, energy. Yeah, the yeah, energy yeah, yeah. was gone. I'm like, I got to go. And yeah. so I came to LA. That's wild. Yeah. So, I'm curious. Because like, when you speak of Louisiana, me coming from a small town in Virginia, it's like, that's all I know, right? So it's like, looking back, like living in Louisiana, like how did that sort of, I would say, form you as a person when it comes to the way you think, the way you see the world, like what was that whole worldview coming from Louisiana, obviously, now you're, you just said yeah. you're about to be in LA for four years, mm -hmm. but what was that sort of, I would say, like growing up, what were some of the things you were doing when you were at middle school, high school, what was just like the mentality in Louisiana? I think it's really special coming from Louisiana because it's a very conservative place. It's very much the opposite of LA. a lot of LA. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I ended up studying history in college, so I was in a place that could be see, could be very backwards, yeah. a, a state that is very backwards in a lot of ways. And I was studying race and politics while I was doing that. And I took a yeah. class on poverty. And I also studied 20th century genocide. So I was getting this crazy understanding of how the world works That's and so even the, the shitty ways it can work yeah. while I'm living in the products of that. Yep. So it was when I came to LA, it's just, it's interesting to have the view. I can relate to a lot of America because yeah. I've lived it. I, yeah. I understand what it's like to grow up and go to a bonfire on a Friday yeah. night and drink Bud Light. Yeah. Yes. And like, <laughs> we need to make that louder. Okay, Got good. It. <laughs> and then like, you know, I worked a minimum wage job. My mom made me work at a grocery store to learn the value of money. So, yeah. and, and not for a week. I did it for two years. Oh my Lord. Okay. And that's not fun. Okay. And you know, so, and I grew up without, I didn't know, um, designers and material things. Yeah. And I think that that's helped me a lot in Los Angeles because yeah. it's, People are, are victim to materialism yeah. here. And so I just, I don't care for that. I yep. don't crave that. So I don't know. The Louisiana experience. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. That's super cool. So something stuck out to me. So like when it comes to just like you said, your parents made you work at a job for two years. Yeah. When it comes to just like, I would say the value of money, just working, growing up in Louisiana, like what was your first job when it comes to even high school, going to college? What was your plan? I guess I could say, because obviously like now with this whole social media scene, it's like unpaved road right it's like yeah. there's no proven method especially when you probably first got started so like what was your mindset like going into college did you have like goals set for what you wanted to do where you wanted to go where you wanted to move or how did this whole career now like get started in the sense of like your plan moving forward gosh okay so high school the thing is if I wanted to move out of my parents house I had to pay for it yep. so it was very simple and I knew immediately that I wanted to work at Hooters because it was fun. Yeah, like yeah, as a yeah. kid I grew up yeah. wanting to work there. <laughs> yeah. It's the hot girl job and I just I it was fun yeah. and I really wanted to work there. Okay. So of course the minute I turned eighteen I went and got yeah. a job there. Um, and originally my first year in college I, I chose a safer school near my hometown. It was Southeastern okay. Louisiana University. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a smaller school, it seems less intimidating. You don't have to yeah, yeah. it's Big less competitive. Yeah. yeah. And I went there and um, I was never super into it. And it's college so, or school itself? I or think what? there, just okay. being at that okay. school, okay. it was a smaller school. Um, it just didn't seem, I didn't feel the college experience there. And it's so weird. I just remembered this story the other day on another show, and I can't yeah. believe the impact that I forgot. <laughs> but have you ever heard of this author, Tucker Max? Tucker Max. What, what does he wrote? He wrote, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. I've heard of that. Book. And they yeah. had that movie. Yeah. He was yeah. the guy from Duke. I was a huge fan, and yeah. um, when I was near 19, I went to a book signing, 
and I had a huge crush on him, and I ended up like getting to talk to him. Okay. And he told me to go to LSU. He said, you need to do something bigger. You need to get out of that smaller yeah. school. And I actually did the next semester. Oh, and I forget all about that, like how much that yeah, was yeah. an influence, but so it you're really 19 was. When that yeah. That's tough. So, book signing, like, you said, I, I can just tell from the, this whole conversation so yeah. far, it's like, you're talking about history, you've studied a lot. When it comes to just the educational side of things, like, what were you, like, super interested in learning? Because I know that's different for mm. everyone. Like, what was your mentality towards, like, learning and going to a book signing? Because I feel like in this generation, or at least where I'm from, it's like people yeah. are doing drugs every day. They don't really care about anyone yeah. else besides themselves in a good yeah. or bad way. But, like, how did that kind of lead up to even that book signing? Or well, it's weird. Thing? In high school, my peers voted me like most ambitious oh, and I remember talking to them and I thought what I are you tell. I was like what are you talking I didn't believe it I said what are you talking about I thought that because okay. I was popular and I thought I just didn't have a superlative that fit me okay. more so they just <laughs> gave me that one yeah, yeah. but they were like no Lindsay you always have these like crazy ideas and you've always wanted to do weird stuff and you don't just want to get married and live here and yeah. I was like oh maybe you're right That's tough. and so you know I really did yeah, have yeah. big dreams so when I read that book and became a fan and he had a book signing I had to go there's yeah. a lot of stuff I've done in my life from there to now that it was just I have to do it like I have to try yeah. you know that's that's crazy yeah. so you're 19 going Seven. to LSU and it, I'm curious cause for me it's like growing up I come from a small town I was doing sports and like when it comes to my goals going to co- uh, high school college whatever I'm not going to college right now we're about to move to Arizona but you going to college, did you have, like, a certain career that you were looking towards mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, graduating, or what was that It's standpoint? so crazy, because when I envisioned my life, it got blurry after school. I never, because okay. I'm, like, a vision person, and I can yeah. kind of see how it goes, but it always blurred out, and I think in my deepest subconscious, like, I really yeah. saw myself as a California, like, something like okay. this. But I suppressed it because who who thinks that that would work? I never thought I'd be pretty enough, cool enough, or have enough money to live here. Um, But so in college, originally I was a mass communications major Mm -hmm. because I I was just going down the list of what you could do and public relations was under mass comm and journalism. And I thought I could be a hot girl, you know, selling (laughs) someone, you know, I could be a publicist. It's kind of a sexy career. It's very like sex in the city. But, um, so originally I was a mass communications major took all these history courses for fun and they were easier okay. to me. Do you like history? I do. I do. I mean, it's easy. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I know yeah. it and Jeff I can do it. History. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird though. I know nothing trivial. Like okay. I couldn't tell you the president's in order. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the year of very important stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I learned, That's I actually me. took away major themes. Okay. So the, the stuff about race and politics, poverty, and even the psychology of mass murderers and yeah. I learned a, a deeper sense of history, I think, than yeah. the trivial stuff. Yeah, like the purpose, the core things of certain situations, but yeah, not like maybe. the factual, like, overhead yeah. stuff. I get it. Yeah. That's I sick. forgot all of that. That's it. Every time I took a <laughs> test, it was off the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, question that just popped in my head. Are you only child? Do you have brothers, sisters, or how does that look? I have five sisters and oh, three brothers. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's oh, sick. my God. Yeah, but the, my parents were, like, divorced Okay. A bunch of times. So I've got like halves and steps and okay. just add-ons, yeah. extras. Yep. How did that yeah. sort of play a role when it comes to just like you growing up? Did they, was it older, younger you said? Like were they big influences on you or like how did that kind of look in the family? It's really weird. I always admired my siblings. I admired my older siblings for sure. One was really fun. One was yeah. really smart. One was really cool. But um, I think when you, when you grow up as a product of divorce and kind of in these households that change that yeah. can change every five years in these very 
it's really critical if you think back to childhood and being yeah. whipped away from your family and moving to another town and having new grandparents, you know. Yeah, I think totally. it influenced a sense of instability. So it, it is a reason probably why I could get up and leave Louisiana because yeah. my life has always shifted yeah. in major ways really fast from really yeah. early. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah. growing up, were you someone that was like in Louisiana all the time? Were you traveling with your family? Because I feel like for me, I wasn't really traveling at least off the East Coast until like last year when I was 17 and I could actually afford to travel by yeah. myself. And that kind of gave me over the last years like more perspective than I could ever imagine. Yeah. How did that look for you when it comes to traveling and like life experiences? Oh my gosh, there was really, it was really like Louisiana people go to Disney World and back. Like that's okay. as far as they'll go. Okay. Is Disney in Louisiana? Disney World is in Orlando. Have oh, you ever been? I've never been. Oh my God. Never been. We went to Orlando and like we went there for like 10 minutes, but like we didn't oh, go to anything. You have to go to Disney World. Okay. It's nothing okay. like that's Disneyland. That's in Orlando? Yeah. Okay, because we'll be in Miami, so maybe we'll have to set up there and check it out. <laughs> it's a life experience. Okay. It's the most amazing Even thing. when you're older? I feel like it's like... Hell yeah. Okay. I want to go right now. We're there. We're there. <laughs> oh my God, it's so fun. Yeah, so my mom, my mom was actually really tacky, so she loved like Disney World and she okay. loved Gulf Shores, which is a beach place um, in Alabama. Yep. But my dad was a, a bit more thoughtful with our vacations. Um, my I had a stepmom who was in the Air Force. Okay, wow, that's good. Yeah, so my stepmom was a high-ranking Air Force official, and so she would go on these military conventions around the country, and we'd yeah. stay at the bases. And my dad decided to make vacations out of those. So we would drive to these bases and these conventions, and we'd stop at every national park along the way. So I saw everything from the Grand Canyon to like any kind of cavern or cave yeah. there were or any state yep. park I've been to Roswell and yeah. DC we, we walked yeah. in tennis shoes all around DC to every Smithsonian okay. the rotunda the whole every work yeah, you know yeah. so my a bunch of stuff yeah <laughs> and so my dad really like I think that's where my love of history came because yeah. he, we had such a passion for it yeah we were always on these adventures looking that's at historical cool. stuff all the time and my dad loved to quiz us yeah so that was uh, just that's it yeah so do you think that played a role in like because I, I feel like for me traveling it's like it's opened up like, oh, I want to go there, like experience more. Do you think that played a role of like having that ambition? Or I think the core question I want to ask is like, where do you think you kind of have got this ambition to move from Louisiana to LA? I feel like it's either internal or maybe you have a mentor or someone that is kind of like, you can do more than what you yeah. think you can. Like how did that sort of look in your life when it comes to like people sort of pulling you to a bigger vision? You know what's weird? I really am a girl that works off of her intuition and guts so there's been so many times where a dream I've had has influenced how I behave the next day which influenced meeting yeah. someone or doing yep. something that was crucial to how yeah. my life turned out every connects. yeah <laughs> it really does connect so I've always followed my intuition and not denied it and um I actually but I think you do meet people along the way when you yeah. put that out there that you want a certain thing or maybe yeah. you don't knock your intuition and you listen yeah. to it I love that you said that yeah, intuition. yeah. That's, like, that's, I talk about that all the time it's major and the yeah. world the world will give you something to help you along the way they'll give you a guide or they'll give you something someone with a suggestion like Tucker yeah. Max to go to LSU yeah. I had a boss and um, when I, I worked at a Hooters type restaurant when I was leaving at Louisiana yeah. and I had a boss and we were talking about moving to LA and he's like, I'm like, I'm 23, I'm a bartender right now, I have this history degree, what am I going to do? Should I go work in Las Vegas and make a ton of money? Or yeah. like LA and maybe like one person will think I can model and like, I don't know. Yeah. And he said, you know, which one would you choose if fear wasn't the option? And yeah. I said, LA, if I could afford it, that one's prettier. Yeah. You know, I'd rather yeah. be in LA. Yeah, totally. And he goes, well, you should go with that one. Okay. So even just as small as that advice, but... 
you know, no, you totally. meet these people who are so influential, and yeah, yeah. you know. That's so cool. So yeah. when, you, when you kind of heard that Vegas or LA, you said LA, was that just like you were mentally committed, like subconsciously, like I'm going to be there no matter what, like you just kind of had this intuition? Or it's so what weird. What did that look like? Yeah, so I, um, so this was when Instagram was starting nearly four years okay. ago, and when it was, I was posting a selfie and people would DM me saying, come to LA, let's do a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a girl from Louisiana. Someone yeah, wanted to yeah. photo shoot with Good. me. It's like, what? Yep. In LA, where? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, I'll do anything. I'll, yep. I'll fly on a plane and come meet you in Malibu for yeah, a photo shoot. Yeah. Like, whatever. That's sick. And so I did. And um, there was a moment. So this was around a month or two before I left Louisiana. And I was in Malibu and I was um, shooting on the top of some canyon in Malibu. Yeah. And I said, I think I have to live here. And yep. the photographer's like, oh, yeah, I hear that all the time. And I was like, no, I think I have to. And I went home, and um, I ended up moving three weeks later. Oh, my Lord. And I had, like, wasted a month of rent, like, something I couldn't get out of. Yeah. I didn't have a job lined up, but I felt it in my gut. And I even told people, I feel like I have to go now. Yeah. Like, I really, really, really have to go now. And the way my story played out, when I moved here, like, two weeks later, by a stroke of luck, I go to, like, the Playboy Mansion and meet Dan Bilzerian. Oh, my Lord. Who completely <laughs> changes my life and career. That is insane. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is, so you gotta... And I felt it. Like, I, I mean, I didn't know what, but I felt yeah. like I have to go. Yeah. So, when you were that one at, in the Malibu, like, going to that photo shoot, was that, like, the first time you went to L.A., or how did that situation, like... It was definitely the first happen? time I was in Malibu. Okay. Which is... And that was something where, like, someone was on Instagram, and I want to get into more about, like... How are you using Instagram like before you moved to LA? Was it more of like social friends just using it to like connect to people in your hometown, or was it, like did you look at it as like a business or you can build a brand that can be recognized by millions? Like I'm curious because like I feel like a lot of people don't really have that switch of like yeah. this is a brand, this is a business, and they yeah. stay in that little let me just connect with my friends. But right. like, how are you looking at that like previously to having millions of followers? Oh my gosh! So before when Instagram first started. Um, I just love taking pictures of myself, as vain yeah. as that is. I have a really cute dog and a really <laughs> nice body. So yep. I just, I've always been a selfie girl. Yep. So I was like, oh yeah, another place to be vain. Yep. And so I was really using it for entertainment and enjoyment. Okay. And so when people started reaching out to me, that's when I thought, oh, maybe, you know, the modeling thing is an idea. But it really took totally. until I was getting my first paid endorsement to yeah. go, oh, this is a, a business. And yeah. that took, that took until the March when I moved here in October. It okay. was that March. What year was that? So I guess it's like almost. It'll be four in October. Twenty fourteen. So I guess so. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah, I don't want to screw it up. Okay. I guess oh so. My Lord. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I could have had another degree. Yeah, yeah. Oh my Lord. So you you're using Instagram? You're and like still in Louisiana, kind of doing the whole selfie stuff. Yeah. Just like posting content. When was the switch for you of like, all right, I'm gonna move to LA and start posting pictures, getting the paid endorsements, actually doing this? Mm-hmm. When was that like realization for you? Was it a long process, or were you like, fuck it, like? This can happen now. I'm gonna move out there and make it happen. It definitely took six months to realize that this is a job. Okay. So I moved to LA in October and I met Dan Bilzerian like two weeks yeah. after. So Dan Bilzerian is like the king of Instagram. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He had like 11 million followers when no one did. It okay. was unheard yeah, of. I was like 23. Yeah. 23 million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was unheard <laughs> of. Yeah. And um, so we met and he goes, he literally sought to make me internet famous. Because okay. he really liked using publicity to make internet fame, yeah, and yeah. he loved watching accounts grow. Yeah. And so he and he liked me, so he yeah. was like, "I'm just gonna make you internet famous," and I'm laughing. I'm like, "Yeah, shut up," you okay. know. But he did, and I ended up getting like a million followers in six weeks at one point. Six weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was funny. When I moved here, I had a, a bartending job. I found off Craigslist. Okay. It's actually a very iconic bar. I didn't okay. know, but side note, like Bruno Mars had worked there. Okay. Skrillex, Lakes, Ryan Gosling. What bar is it? The Avalon. Avalon. We've, yep, we've heard that. It's like, an, it's like a famous, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, staple. Bruno Mars worked there? Yeah, that's, and I like that. Dope. I feel like I got their magic. Like, yeah, 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 there, yeah, you know? yeah, totally. But so we, I work at the bar, and one time Dan calls me for, um, he invites me to a ski trip. Okay. And he's like, you know, Lindsay, take off work. Let's go. To, let's get on the jet. Let's go to Colorado. <laughs> There's this, we're going to snowmobile. We're going to do all this stuff. That's so sick. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can get off of work for this, <laughs> at this bartending job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same month, I had made $300 posting a picture with protein. Yep. And I would make, I would earn a lot of money at this bar, but I had to split my tip. So yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah. So I would go to this bar and I would really calculate, wow, it took me five minutes to make $300 and now I'm here for six hours to make the same thing. Am I using my time wisely? And... Um, so he That's called me true. for the ski trip, yeah, and he called me for the ski trip, and I quit my bartending job. Oh, that day, like. Yeah, and I called back and asked for it back because okay. I was super scared, <laughs> and they yeah. were like, "You need to really figure out what you're doing." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." And that's the last job I ever had. That's insane. Is that like right when you moved here? That was like you went to that job, and that was like, "All right, I'm making money here," but you were still kind of doing the side Instagram thing that you didn't really know what could come from it. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, we were that's, still doing yeah. photo shoots. And that's and four years ago, happened. so that's like pre how it's such a like influencer marketing things now. Yeah, like, you were like cutting edge pioneer <laughs> of that whole space. Yeah, you know? it was weird. That's crazy. So you go on this trip, quit your job, you have a million followers now. Like, what from your standpoint of like you just moved out here? Like, how was that transition? Because you say like six weeks, million followers, you're taking jets, you're with the most famous yeah. guy, getting all these fans and people that are just following you now. Like. How was that transition for you, like, mentally when it comes to, like, you just moved there? Like, how did you change as a person? How were you looking at, like, you in L.A.? Like, I'm just curious because I feel like not many people have a massive transformation like that within a yeah. less than a year or six-week <laughs> standpoint. You no, know? it's very true. It's weird. Um, I always say the first year in L.A., you're just like, what the what the hell is going on? Because it <laughs> yeah, really yeah. is, like, such a party lifestyle. And you can go out every single night and you'll yeah. be around famous people really easily. Yeah. And then you'll have, like, a famous guy in your DMs and it's just... And it really, it was, it wasn't, it was a culture shock, but it felt right. Yeah. You know, I was, and Dan is such a crazy character. So seeing all these women and all the <laughs> extravagance yeah. and the luxury in his house and yeah. his crate, it was bizarre. Yeah. But really cool. Yeah. I yeah. Bet. It was really cool. Wow. So you come out here and like, you just meet Dan and then it's like, from there, it's just like, wow. Like from that standpoint, like. How did that even come to the function? Like, you meet them, like, somewhere at an event? Because I feel like, obviously, running into people in L.A. is a lot more common than Louisiana, yeah. right? Yeah, But, definitely. like, how did that whole thing go when it comes to, like, getting into a network? Because I feel like, especially for like, a lot of young listeners, it's, like, mm-hmm. even for me, it's, like, we met on social media, we met at an event. So, it's, like, the network is so small when you look mm-hmm. at it from a four sense. But, like, yeah. all these other people that may be listening today, like, they're wanting to meet people. And what was your experience four years ago moving to L.A., like, just getting into the right network of, like, Dan and all these other people? I think that you've got to, you've got to definitely, you really have to go out, okay? I know that people don't like to do this, but you have to go to a party. You literally have to leave your house (laughs) and get dressed and maybe be scared. Like, you have to not, even if you don't know someone, you need to go to a party and and get to know someone. It's not a comfortable thing to do. I even tell people this with relationships. If you're trying to meet a guy, you're not going to do it on your sofa and you need to get dressed and go out. So what I did, I moved to LA and I had maybe three acquaintances here. One of those acquaintances, I texted and I said, hey, I'm here. 
and she asked me to come out. So immediately yeah. I dropped whatever I had and yeah. I went out. So yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get some new friends yeah, here. Yeah, totally. And so we went out and I met an acquaintance and the man was telling me they were going to the Playboy Halloween party the next day. That's They're like, sick. it's too late to get you a ticket. I wish I would have known you were coming, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. And the next day I get a text and the guy goes, hey, meet me at the Roosevelt at 9 p.m. I can sneak you in or I can get you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whatever, down. So yeah. I just, I go buy like lingerie and a pitchfork and I decide yeah, yeah. to be the devil because <laughs> this is really last yeah, yeah, minute yeah. production. <laughs> and I and I literally go to the Playboy Mansion with a man who, I, or it was a group of people and yeah. I didn't know a single name. That's I didn't know one crazy. of their names. That's I, crazy. Yeah, it was weird. And um, his Dan Bilzerian security comes up to me and asks, me to meet him yeah. so it was easy after that okay but yeah dang crazy world so you just met a stranger yeah and that, that was that was within a, like the time frame of being in LA for that two six, weeks two weeks yeah that was October wow. so I moved on October 6th and so right. the, the Halloween party must have been around the 20th okay. something so you moved in in October what was like the whole like number of followers on Instagram for people that know when it comes to like when you moved out here what was like your mindset on social media what would you even like Thinking about building a brand with millions of followers, did you already have an audience or how, how did that work? I never thought social media would be like a job ever at that point. But I did have a, a I shouldn't even get Dan all the credit because I actually did move with maybe 200,000 or oh, 270,000. Yeah. And that was a lot. Like yeah, that was that's a what I'm whole, at right now. Yeah, that's oh, a wait. lot. <laughs> and it was a whole lot back then. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And the reason I would, the only way I even remembered growing it when I worked at the bar. Because I had a boss, and every night we'd check how many people it grew by. And I'd post a selfie, like just a hot selfie, and we'd go, oh my god, it's 20,000. Look, it's 30,000. And we were just laughing. Yeah, yeah. And so I I really did move here with that much, which was pretty sick. So you already had a a good core demographic, people that are following you. Mm -hmm. That's sick. So you move out here, and I want to kind of take it from the angle of like, all right, you've been here for four years, right? Obviously, for people listening, we're talking a lot about the back. I want to kind of catch them up to speed to like the current, you know? I mean, I've seen, you've been featured in. Every magazine, GQ, all this amazing stuff. You've like first formed the whole entire thing that you're doing on social media. Now it's like unfathomable when it comes to like four years ago, you're moving out here with no plan in mind. Yeah. So it's like, I, I want to kind of like put the puzzle pieces together. And like for the people listening, it's like if you were to catch them up to speed, like your last year, what's been the most exciting things for you? What's some things that come to mind that when you think about this, like over the last year, what's some of the accomplishments or things that you're most proud of, of being here in LA over the last four years? Oh my gosh, so the last four years. Well, the first year, like I said, it's you figuring it out. Yeah. So the first year, I barely made, I don't think I made any money. And then the second year, I kind of got into it. By the third year, I had a focus. And so that being the third year, last year, I created um, my annual swimsuit calendar. That's by far the most, that's by far my favorite thing I've ever done. Okay. It seems silly, but I did it all from scratch. So okay. I flew photographers out to Louisiana. We, we shot my Dirty South calendar. Okay. I came up with the clothes, the location. I funded everything. We drove in a car to each okay. spot. And then I sold the calendars internationally. Okay. And the first year was really learning about selling a product. It's okay. not very easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by last year, I really had a sense of what to do. Yeah. And I had a good team behind me. So yeah. I actually made quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, and I really, I don't know, the calendar is my favorite thing, and especially because it's coming up now. Totally. And I'm just going to top the last two, like, 
I'm just gonna shut it down, okay. and it's gonna be so good. And you do all the creative side of it, like from yeah, office and, it, and everything. Honestly, because it comes from, I know this is so cheesy, but it comes from within. I'm telling you, yeah, like, because yeah. my first theme it was like Dirty South, yep. which is my love of Hometown, Louisiana. You, your heart. Yeah, yeah, that was like a dream calendar. Yep. And so this next one, I'm like, how am I gonna top that? And I'm like, oh, I should be like nearly naked, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. what I named it. And we did a more like edgy, okay. high fashion, not even high fashion, but it's a, a lot edgier, sophisticated, better looking calendar. Okay. And so this year I'm topping that. And there's only... Is that already dropped or what is that? No, it should be... I I guess I'll probably do a pre-sale end of October, early November. Leading into the new year? Yeah, but we're actually about to shoot it. But it's all something I've come up with and it's like... Is that... Would you say that's like a passion project that you just kind of started, you said last year? Yeah. with that, was that just something like you're like, all right, this calendar, did you kind of get ideas from other people or was that something you just knew you wanted to do like previously? I had seen a couple other girls do calendars. So okay. people like Anna Cherie had had yep. a calendar and Sarah Underwood, people yeah. I really love. And so I'm like, oh, I love how they're doing calendar. Calendars are lit. Yeah. And then, um, but I, the first year it had nothing to do with money. I really just wanted people who follow me who wanted one to have one. Yeah. So I really just... I wanted to make something that they were asking for. Yeah, yeah. And so I did it. And that's all that mattered. That's all that sick. mattered is that they got it. I don't yeah. even think I, I barely made any money just because of the way I set up okay. the deals. And yeah, yeah. Because when it comes to printing and shipping. Yeah, and, overhead. And, yeah, and yeah. web design. And then the prop, it's just, it's so foreign to yeah. someone. Because it's, I'm basically entering a world of online publishing. And yeah. you can say and it's online silly. marketing. Yeah. Everything, everything put together. Like, yeah. Like and I'm learning how to products. do like quarterly taxes and yeah. weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I really love the experience of making accounts because I learned a side of business yeah. and I and I sold something that's worth a lot of money and yeah. you can't take that off of my resume yeah. now. That is crazy. Yeah. So with the product side of just selling things, I think that's a lot of people listening, they're selling products online or they do marketing online and with that transition of someone like you that has an audience and you had a product that you wanted to sell, what was your, I would say, intention moving forward? Was it to do other products, to create your own fashion line? Like moving forward, what's some of the things that you have in mind when it comes to like things you have going on just to kind of give people some insights from a creative aspect of what things you're thinking about. Yeah, of course. Well, my on my vision board, my main goal in life is to be like an international glamour girl and spokesmodel. So I really, okay. in my goal, my future goals I really want to do, there's big campaigns I still have on my board and um, big brands I want to align myself okay. with and get like these iconic shoots. Okay. But also, my main goal has never been really merchandising. My goal has always been entertainment. I okay. think... I'm much more of a personality. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, sure. it's, and that's just what I like. And yeah, I would, yeah, I would totally. love if I love designing like lingerie and stuff, yeah. but I don't. Okay. It's just not yeah, me yeah. at all. Yeah. And so now I actually have segued my audience into a major, not a major, but I hope it's going to be major, oh, a nice cool. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I've taken a podcast, and my podcast is really about um, interviewing a lot of people from from Hollywood and giving the Hollywood experience to everyone else, yeah. but also breaking social stigmas. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah, and like getting my opinions out there. So my I, goal, I love it. It, yeah, it gives personality. That's why I do this. Yeah. It's like you get to actually hear someone for more than a minute, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds Instagram story. It's like yeah. even when I listen to your podcast, it's like you get to really know someone when it comes to like their the way they talk, the way they carry conversation. So good shit on Thanks. that. Not many females I know that are just doing the podcast. I know there's a couple, but like I listen yeah. to yours and everyone listen like you. You have to go check out our podcast. I listened to the one with Dan Fleshman, who's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, you know, to carry your conversation, get the story out, and get key points, and it's phenomenal. I love, love it. Love Dan. Yeah, it's really fun. And yeah. that's my main goal. My main goal is really to, I want a long career. I don't want to yeah. cash out on Instagram. Yep. I want to be around for, like, 
10 years and be on your TV. Totally. I want to be annoying you way more yeah, yeah, than yeah. just on your phone. Totally, yeah. totally. So that's what's my goal. Your, what's your thoughts on that when it comes to um, this whole social space? It's like this, or your page, it's like that's your own media, quote-unquote, like TV channel in mm-hmm. a sense, right? So what's your thoughts from someone that has an audience from like being on TV, being on Netflix, being on social media? What's, I would say, more valuable to you when it comes to the transition of like, now it's like people don't want to be TV stars. They want to be social media stars, right? Yeah. So how does that play into your life now when it comes to having this audience? Are you looking, like you said, at the big brands? And I think after you answer that question, I want to get into more of like how you sort of position that to brands. Because I think that's what a lot of people, I think, that have audience, because I've met with some cool people and it's like they don't know how to pitch that or position that or get into the right room with people. And yeah. I guess to simplify it with you when it comes to brands, how are you – packaging yourself to reach out to them or is it like they just reach out to you now oh my gosh we reach out to each other for sure I get a lot of inquiries straight to me from brands who definitely want to work with me and then I reach out to some that I definitely want to work with and I put myself out there a lot so I ask clothing companies to work with me or you know I even I recently worked with Revolve and the reason why I think I even came up to Revolve is because I asked them to go to their Coachella party like stuff like that yeah um, so it is a bit of reaching out and then people reaching in, yeah. but you really, you have to always reach out yeah. in this world. Totally. And I think that my dreams are still, I still really have very classic Hollywood dreams. I still want to be a magazine cover. I yeah. still, even though TV may be a dying thing, I still want to be on totally. that because that's what I've always wanted. Yeah. And that's just authentically what I want to totally. do. That's badass. Yeah. So, so with the podcast, I know we were talking before we started, what was your sort of, I would say, intent with it? Because I think for podcasting, I started really diving into them. Six months ago, I started this one when Gary Vee was putting out content like, yo, let's start a fucking podcast. And then mm-hmm. I ended up meeting Gary and we had the podcast interview and all this cool stuff. But I think now it's kind of becoming more trendy to have podcasts, sit down with amazing people. So what was your intent with it? Because I think you're one of the people that I know that are in the space, that are modeling, doing amazing brand deals, and a girl, mm-hmm. a female, and you're just now in this podcast arena and you're going to dominate it. So what was your intent with it moving forward? I had a lot of intentions. I really, first of all, I wanted, I had a lot of requests. So I was yeah. on Burt Kreischer's podcast. He's this hilarious comedian. Yeah. I did yeah, Jenny McCarthy's. And okay. anytime I did a podcast, I got a lot of love and it was a lot of authentic love. Yeah. Like I didn't know your story or I loved getting to know you this totally. way. Like that's the kind of fan or the interaction you really want. Totally. And so people on Twitter, I have a huge Twitter following, and they really asked for a podcast. Yeah. So that was one intention. Another intention was I wanted not just brands, but I wanted when someone looked at me for it not just to be the image. Yeah. I wanted to have something more to offer because I do have a lot more to offer. So I thought, why don't I make my own show? That's Instead of waiting around for someone to tell me to host yeah, a yeah. show, why don't I host my own show? Yeah. And then you can have that, yeah, you know? Yeah, so I'm, so, so I want to be more well-rounded. Yeah, yeah. And then... I think the third was, I really have a lot to say. You know, yeah. it's, that's the one shitty thing about podcasts is they like you to be theme-driven. Yep. But there's my head bops around on so many things that I would love to talk yeah, about. Yeah, And so, it's dope because you can. It's like your podcast is your own show. Yeah, you maybe. Anyone, like, telling... And some people will complain. Some people okay. will be like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm working on it. Okay. For sure. So how many episodes are you deep just for the listeners? I think 11. Okay, 11? Yeah. And you started it, you said March 2018? I think. Let's say April just so it sounds okay. better. April, okay. May, June. It's probably April. Okay. Yeah, That's enough dope. to be one a week since yeah. I started, yeah, yeah. except for the mother June. Okay, <laughs> really I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. So I was li- I was listening to one of the Dan Fleshman, and I heard you when you were talking about 
your impact on getting jobs or getting brand deals from someone having a following? I, I want to ask, when it comes to the way you do brand deals, what do you think has been the most successful promotion on your end, but also brands ends when it comes to the marketing? Because we have a lot of marketers that are listening and mm-hmm. whether they want to work with influencers like yourself and have a big budget or whatever, what's some things that you see as the person either doing the promotion that works the best in this whole internet marketing sort of promotion world? I, of course, think that when brands align themselves with authentic users, that's one thing. I think yeah. that if you pay someone who who, who puts like 10 ads a day, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. I really it's like do. Spammy. Yeah, it's annoying. And then I think when brands align themselves with with a person that makes sense, it'll react better. Yeah. I, I even did a commercial. So imagine this. I did this commercial that went pretty viral and did well yeah. on um, betting. Okay. okay, and you're like, what do I have to do with betting? <laughs> but it was this crazy, it was like a pillow commercial, and we're okay. doing a joke, and we're talking about how soft our pillows are. And so imagine me really busty. I have this page. I'm kind of known for that. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, why don't we use that to make this commercial? And it okay. works really well. That's so, sick. Yeah, so I like when people are creative, and they take they put some thought into it, and yeah. it's something that works together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the brand, so it doesn't feel like, I guess, an ad. It's yeah, no. Like a piece of content. That yeah. Then, Obviously promotes a company, but it's like on the back end subconsciously. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, cause I, I think and I totally agree with you. Like you follow these pages, you get three ads a day or a week or whatever it is, and it's like you just swipe right past them, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you do the same thing with other people, but it's like when you see a piece of content that's the, a brand deal, but it's like subconscious. I, I totally agree with you that, and I'm sure you just kind of gave the confirmation that those are killing it in the game today. Yeah, that's way more dope. fun. Yeah. So for right now, it's just August second today, 2018. Moving into 2019, when it comes to, I guess, the social space, where's your head? Is it mainly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube videos, obviously podcasts, mm-hmm. but what's sort of your intake on your focus of content on social media? Because I think everyone has their different focuses on different platforms. So, like, where's your head at? Where do you spend the most time? Where do you think in the next year or two that you will be, or how does that really look? Hmm. I overwhelmingly spend the most time on Twitter. Twitter is okay. what definitely matters the most to me. Really? Um, yeah, it's all thought. It's news based. Okay. It's really fun. I don't. Do you have a Twitter? I, I do, but it's like I barely never use. Oh my god! It. Do you That's need hilarious. to follow me? You'll see okay. why. I, okay. I keep it really okay. fun, and okay. I think that my Twitter following is such an authentic following because yeah. they're there for whatever I'm saying. Okay. And a lot of times it's really weird shit. So That's I don't true. know. I love Twitter. Like yeah. I really love Twitter. But over the next year, I, I'm still going to be on Instagram. I'll stay the hell off of Facebook. I'm okay. never on there. Never Facebook. I like every now and then I'll post on there, but I hate, it's yeah. not user friendly, it's yeah. such an angry spot, and it's just ugly. Yeah. Like, to log totally. into it's ugly. Totally, no, I feel you. Because I don't know, for our listeners, if you don't have one of these, like, do you have a business page? Is that what it's called, a business yeah. page? Yeah, like a fan page. You yeah. Can get, yeah. One of these pages looks like you're operating a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> there are buttons everywhere, it's like, it's just bizarre. There's, like, yeah. buttons and ads, and there's, like, different colors, and it's ugly as shit. And I'm, like, I'm not <laughs> operating a control system. I just want to post something for my friend. Yeah. Uh, such a mess. I feel you, if it's yeah. ugly, I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah. why I like Twitter. It's, like, yeah. one by one by one. It's still That's chronological. Because I thought you were about to say Instagram, because I think that's where I spend my time. But Twitter, that's unique. Yeah, I love Instagram, that, but Twitter is, like, where my okay. heart's at. Yeah, because it's just, like, spontaneous. You can throw out random shit all day, every day. Yeah, Twitter's fun, like, man. Sick. Get on Twitter. Okay, I got you. It's for fun. sure. So I think I want to talk about just in regards to the podcast because I started this like I said six months ago and it's literally opened up doors like to be in a room with you. I wouldn't have ever thought that right six months ago or with Dan or whoever I'm having on my podcast. Mm -hmm. So for you and you getting these people on your show, what would you say is 
the next level to a podcast? When it comes to, is it one a week? Do you have a studio? I heard you talk about in dance. <laughs> Something that stuck out to me, which I love about you, is like, you're like, I don't, I wouldn't want to spend money on a car. I'd rather put $100,000 into a studio. And I'm yeah. like, my girl, like, invest True. into your brand, invest into what you're doing. So how, for the podcast, what's your goals with that? Do you want to have a studio? Do you want to make this whole operation and kind of have a team behind it? Or what does that look like? Because for Build Your Empire, like we talked about before, that's sort of our next step, and I'm curious to know what yours is. You know what? I would love all of that. I would love to get to the point where I'm not overwhelmingly the person getting the talent and scheduling the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, you know, I even had to, like, ask someone to make me a jingle and then yep. learn how to... You know, I've kind of, like, really gone on this rogue and figured it out, yeah. which has been a lot of fun. But I hope that over the next year and throughout the guests, and it gets even more fun and more consistent, yeah. I hope that someone else wants to do that yeah, for yeah. me. I do want to take it and start filming it soon because okay. I did that recently with Dan and it was totally way more so fun. Sick. Yeah, I like it. Film. Yeah. I'm. Def- that's gonna be 100. Yeah, yeah. percent Top of the list gonna happen. Totally. But um, I think I'm just gonna continue to have fun with it and continue to have guests and people that I want on. Yeah. And then if the stats show from there that someone feels like helping yeah, yeah. me with it, then totally. great. That's. But that's. I just want to build it right now and have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's sick. So I, I want to kind of transition. So when it comes to just everything you're doing from Instagram podcasts and everything. When it comes to just like when you wake up every day, it's what do you say? And this might be deep. Is like your why? Like why are you doing what you're doing? Is it do you have an end goal which you want to go in the next five, ten years, or sort of like what's what's the passion or something that's pulling you that you could kind of put together, to kind of like comprehend into your why moving forward? Oh, that's pretty easy. So I actually have like a focus sentence. Okay. I read this book by Jack Canfield. Yep. It's like a success chicken, principle. Chicken for the soul. No. I mean, I did read those, okay. but no, he's like, for adults, he's got, he has yeah, a lot yeah. of success books, Yeah. and one of them, you had to kind of create a focus sentence, and mine was basically, I'm going to use my wit and ambition to help people understand each other better, because you kind of, you create, like, the way you did this focus sentence, it basically spelled it out for you, but my goal is really, like, the end goal is to entertain people and to have fun, but also to help people see each other's side. We live yeah. in such a polarizing angry time a lot of times yeah, and I think that there's it's really easy to take the anger out and make it more fun and lighthearted. we're all human yeah. and a lot of people forget that and yeah. coming from my Louisiana conservative kind of that state yeah. and my love for history and what I've learned yep. all that like I just feel like I, there's a way I can combine it all yeah. I'm going to combine that that's entertainment so and that and that and I'm going to use my education but I'm also going to use it for a purpose yeah. that's my end goal that's amazing. Yeah. Do you read a lot? I think you're like, read this book, read that book. Do you, how often do you read? I don't know. I read every piece of news okay. on Twitter. Like, okay. I read everything yeah, yeah, on yeah, Twitter yeah. now, so I feel like I'm not reading too much. <laughs> okay. Like, but, um, Book-wise, too, because you're bringing I, up all these books. They're like, do you, do you read books a lot? Cause I want to be reading books a lot. Okay. I wish I read more, but okay. I always, I mean, I always have a book nearby and handy, okay. but a lot of, I feel like I've gotten lucky with some of the books I've just picked out things that have been so impactful yeah. that they've mattered. Yeah, totally. I mean, everyone you're naming, luck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone you're naming is like, holy shit, these are impactful people and they yeah. have their core message now, so that's dope. Yeah. That's sick. So, do you, when it comes to, like, your current lifestyle, are you going back to Louisiana a lot? Is it once a year? Like, how often do you kind of go back to your roots, I guess you could say? I've only visited, I think, three times in the last four years, which okay. isn't not, it's not a lot, but I went back for Mardi Gras recently. And okay. I had a lot of fun. And even for my birthday, I went back. My aunt turned 90. Okay. So I went to visit. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I love Louisiana. It's definitely not where I could live and thrive right now. Yeah. But I do have a love for it. And I feel like, you know, when I look at my future and I look at my 60s or 50s, yeah. I really want to 
do a lot of charity work there and yes. I'd love to own a home there and that's I'd love sick. to yeah I'd love to bring like a piece of Hollywood to Louisiana and that's for sure on yeah. one of my biggest goals so I so yeah that's one of my biggest goals I would love to go there even like a boutique fitness studio yeah, yeah. it's really Hollywood inspired because yeah, yeah. you need that there yeah some hips and like yeah they need some Hollywood vibes. edge yeah, yeah, yeah mixed with southern charm so. that's cool so when it comes to Hollywood living, I think for me it's like when you, I'm coming from Virginia, a small town. Everyone looks at Hollywood as this place that oh they'll never go there. They just see it as this persona. Yeah. So obviously we're talking a lot about the good. What's some things in your? Do you have any like things that have just caught you off guard or things that have happened in Hollywood that have just been like negative to sort of like your next step or you moving here has it always just been like getting to the next step or has there been any major obstacle? I guess I could say. Yeah. I think um, Hollywood living is a lot what people think it is, and in a lot of ways it's a lot different. In Hollywood, you're in a land of dreamers. So I don't know. I just feel like – I always feel like magic runs off, rubs off on each other. Yeah. So you're here in this town where everyone – I read one, one place they thought they were too good for their hometown. Yeah. So you're basically in Hollywood where all these people had major dreams, and I feel like that is – at the end of the day, a beautiful place to be as opposed to the latter. Yeah. You're with people who think that they can still make it. They think that their dream is still the most important thing on earth. Yeah. No matter how high the rent is here yeah. or how difficult it is or how many castings they go to, they don't give up. Yeah. For me, that's a beautiful, inspiring thing. Totally. So I've always looked at Hollywood as a beautiful thing. And even, you know, they always say that there's bad people or there's snakes or malicious. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, every... Every person who's ever done anything good knows that those people don't matter. Yeah. They'll never matter. They'll never make it. It's you should be thankful for those people because it, it shows that you're like you know yeah. you've got it going. You're on. doing something big enough to have people that are either hating or whatever it is. Yeah, and they're gonna knock themselves out of the lineup. Yeah. Like they're not gonna be a competition. So I don't know. I look that's at the totally. positives of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love it. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. So I, I have a couple more questions. So regards to Jess moving forward, I, I, I definitely want to talk about you as your social circles or communication or networking because I think for me it's like over the last few years my network for coming from a small town in Virginia it's just mm -hmm. like holy shit you can meet with sort of whoever you want like I feel like yeah. the more I come out of here it's like circles are small it's like you're one person away from that person that you thought you could never chat with so you for you when it comes to just this whole social media space connecting with a lot of people do you have I would say a strategy to connect with certain people obviously now you're, you have this influence and people are coming to you, mm -hmm. but like when moving here and then obviously meeting all these amazing people, what was your intent when it comes to just building a network? Did you kind of have intents to say, I want to meet these people, collaborate with these brands, or was it more of something where things just kind of fell into place and one thing led to the next in a sense? I think when I moved here, I was really lucky, so a lot of things just fell into place, yeah. but I think it still goes back to putting yourself in the right environment because totally. there's no way, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way I would meet certain people, and a lot of times it's, there are, there's been a few times where I've said, I need to go out, um, not because I want to go out and have fun, but because I think I might meet someone that yeah. I should meet. Yeah. And that so one person said I sounded pretentious when I said that, <laughs> but no, that's being intelligent and yeah. that's called networking. Sometimes yeah, you totally. need to go out when you don't want to because you might meet the right person. So yeah. it, and I think it's good to, to vary what, where you spend your time. Yeah. So I think it's good to maybe like, you know, last week I, I was at the Comedy Central, like a roast or yeah. something. You know, so I'm meeting writers and producers and people yeah. in entertainment. But it's also, I also worked for, um, I spoke at a digital marketing meeting. So, so I'm, yeah, so I'm meeting people who are developing yeah. these these um, businesses and they really need online marketers like yeah. me. So I just kind of sprinkle, you know, everywhere. myself everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's important, but, and I live my life, I'm, I'm always resume building. Okay. I don't think a lot of people care about that. 
But in my life, I knew growing up, it's all about your resume. What's on that resume? Yeah. Your education. What have you done? What are your significant yeah. traits and goals? Yeah. And so I still live my life like I'm resume building. Okay. So if I have an opportunity to do something, even if it's unpaid or if, if it could seem of importance on a resume, I'm going to yeah. do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I feel like it's always continuous too, you know. It, mm-hmm. It's so cool because I feel like a lot of people, it's like, oh, I, I totally agree like, with that superlative, ambitious. I can I just get that vibe from you. I love it. That's so good. When it, when it comes to, I would say, wrapping up this podcast, I have like two more questions. Just you as a, an individual, your daily goals, your daily habits, I guess you would say. Living in LA, like what's some things that, in a sense that kind of keep you grounded, keep you focused? Because I think there's a lot of noise when you come out here. You can mm-hmm. get lost pretty quickly in like yeah. different people, different situations. So I would guess uh, the question is, what's sort of your daily routine if you have one at all? Oh my God, this is the problem. I'm a Taurus and I love security and routine. Yeah. And I get none of that because okay. I'm living in, I have this job where every now and then I'll book five things in a week and I'll have to fly to Vegas and then yeah. back and then do something crazy. And then I'll have a week of nothing and a week where I have yep. to organize what I'm doing next. Yeah. And it's frustrating for me. Okay. So my daily day is really different. Some days okay. it's like trying to catch up on email. Some days it's creating content and editing pictures. And some days it's dealing with the calendars and doing yeah. all this stuff. It's, and it's, a lot of times it's going to night events and yeah. networking and doing that and trying to get a job that way. Yeah. So yeah, my day is all over That's the place. Cool. That's cool. So it's all over the place, it's random, all, things yeah. pop up, things happen. That's it really cool. is. Okay. Do you have any like certain like when you wake up, is it like, do you have a morning routine or when it comes to just like staying in the groove, do you write down your goals? Because you said you had a vision board that stuck mm-hmm. out to me as like, oh, yeah, you yeah. have you write down things you know where you want to go in a sense and obviously things can come and maneuver in between. Yep. But do you have, I would say like, sort of a planner or something that you kind of stay focused on? Cause a planner? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I have a planner. Okay. I have like a real written like planner okay. with a pen that okay. I have all the enough. time. Yeah, that gives me my day-to-days and certain things I've got to do. Yeah. The, I would be dead without the planner. <laughs> and the vision board I love because the vision board is I can write specific goals. I write specific magazine covers yeah. I want and monetary goals. And it's crazy how quickly that you can get those things when you just write it. Yeah. And you just look at it every day. Yeah. The vision board is like really good. That's so crazy. So. Yeah. It, Everyone has a vision board. Like, you yeah, should get yeah, one. totally. No, I have one for sure. Yeah, I know you do, yeah, but, like, yeah, so yeah. many people don't. Oh, yeah, and totally. it takes five seconds to write something down. Yeah. And I also keep a journal, but the journal is more for me to relax. Yeah. And I've always known as a history person that, um, you know, everyone great has written in a journal. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah, try so my luck and, love keep doing, and do what they have done, yeah, you know? Yeah, that, That's so cool. So I just want to kind of end this with, when it comes to you building this empire in these last four years what's been some of like the major takeaways or learning experiences that you've had from literally coming from small town Louisiana growing up in this conservative like you there's like a box that you're supposed to fit in Mm -hmm. what's been some of like the biggest takeaways from meeting all these amazing people doing all these amazing things building an amazing brand that kind of stick out to you that you've kind of could package up and kind of give advice in a sense of just your journey so far I would definitely give the advice that I've gotten from everyone successful. Everyone incredibly successful has told me the same thing, and it's that they work hard and they don't give up. And it sounds really cheesy, but we give up so quickly in life, and we we discount what our real dream has been. We've started discounting it from like five years old because people have said you can't do it, and we haven't seen people do it. So it's really as cheesy as it sounds. Like You cannot give up, and you have to kind of – I would also tell people that, especially in this business, especially in the Hollywood business, that life 
rolls in waves. And you'll have times where you are very busy and very yeah. on, and then you will have times where you're very down and you're very not, and you're yeah. not sure when the next job is, and you're going to be overlooked for something that seemed important. But it goes in waves, and you're going to get something better later. It's yeah. just, it's really mind blowing how that works. And all you have to do is ride the wave. You just can't quit. Trust the process. Yeah, that's cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah, is so yeah, cheesy. Yeah. But you can't quit. Like that's yeah. all you have. To, all you really, 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 really have to do is not quit and not quit dreaming. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't it. settle. Don't do. Yeah. Don't take that shitty job you didn't want. Like, just keep trying. That's crazy. Yeah. So, last last question. You now, looking back, what would you tell? Because there's a lot of young listeners, like from 16 to I would say 20, 25, in that young entrepreneur demographic that mm-hmm. my audience is. If you were kind of looking back to like you before making that leap to move to LA, what would you tell your younger self that could kind of resonate with people? Because I feel like. Hearing it from your perspective, maybe there's a lot of females that are listening right now, and I have yeah. a lot of male guests. So, talking to females, but also males, mm-hmm. what's something, advice, or something that you've learned throughout your journey that, looking back, if you were just like about to make that leap, about to move to LA again, and kind of restart this whole journey, what would you tell yourself that you think was would be something valuable to know moving forward? I would really just simply encourage myself. I think a lot of times when we have crazy dreams, no one, no one pats you in the back and goes, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Especially your parents, especially yeah. the people you might need them to do it the most yeah so my I would tell myself you are the only one who knows what you're capable of you're literally the only one who knows you're the only one who can make a dream happen or not happen so if it takes me just saying it at least you've heard it one time it's true no one thought ever that I could model like that was laughable no one ever thought I could move to LA and not go broke friends or what exactly Oh, hometown friends, they knew me really well because we grew up like okay. sisters. Yeah, yeah. So they might not have doubted me, but okay. especially in college, I used okay. to tell my dreams to bar guests and my coworkers, yeah. and it was laughable. They were like, oh, you'll never be a model. No like, shit. you know, you couldn't, they just... The negative energy? Just, yeah. No one thought, they thought I wasn't humble because they thought like, oh, you must think you're amazing if you can go do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just funny now, like I've been on the cover of FHN and I just yeah. shot with Yeezy and I have been so in Maxim and I'm like what like I did it yeah, and, how, and no one said I could yeah so yes. you know what you're capable of and that would be that would be all my encouragement you know what you're capable of and be a nice person because nice people always win I love it so I think we should end on that and I, I think everyone listening if you're not following Lindsay I mean they, when I listened to your podcast I was like damn like I, I got to see a whole other side of you when it comes to the personality and sitting with you now it's just it's really cool to kind of see like from a podcast long form content like you can I say really get the gems, you know? It's like, from an Instagram post, you can... Or from an Instagram story or a short video on Instagram, it's like, the podcast, like this interview. So everyone listening, the point I'm trying to make is, I want you to subscribe to her podcast. I know she's working on that right now, and it would really mean a lot to for you to take the time to subscribe to that, listen to it, hear what she has to say, because just every time I'm like listening to you answer these questions, I'm like, educated. You have a plan. It's just like, it's phenomenal to see. Just like, what you've created and like, what you have moving forward and how you're just still ambitious like you brought up earlier so I just want to wrap it up and say everyone thank you so much for listening to Lindsay with us today it was phenomenal having you on the show I very much appreciate it and everyone listening like I said please 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 subscribe to our podcast make sure you hit me up after you listen to this let me know your thoughts let Lindsay know your thoughts spam her I'm sure you get millions of DMs but send her a message let her know that (laughs) you came from the podcast yeah tweet her right is that more just for the audience I'll see it all tweet me and I'll see it all Perfect. You heard it from her itself. Shoot her a tweet. Is it what? At Lindsay Payless yep. on Twitter? 
Yep. Perfect. And all of her social medias, if you're not following her, they will be down below. And that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Rise of the Young podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Monarch Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch Legacy of Monsters, streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. Plus.